Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Duke Show. I am he, he is me, and we're all the all, we're all the walrus, aren't we? Cuckoo, <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> and I am joined by Beatles expert, Jake Jacobs. Thanks for joining us today, Jake. All you need is love, Duke. And, and I'm not kidding. You really are a big Beatles guy, aren't you? I'm, oh, I've, I've walked Abbey Road a thousand there times. Yep. In barefoot like George? Barefoot. I was Paul. No, Paul. You, you were Paul. Paul. Yep. The Wallace. And my, I took my kids over. We all dressed up as the Beatles. Wow. I mean, seriously. And we walked, we studied, we practiced at home and walked across Abbey Next Road. Next week when we meet, we're going to have to bring that picture in and I'll, show everybody. I'll bring it in. I'll and so in. you remember, the Walrus was Paul, according to the Glass it's, Onion, right? You're right. Okay, there you go. Anyway, uh, now that we've bored you to tears, or perhaps titillated you, I don't know, depending upon your age, I suppose, we have a couple of interesting stories for you. And this is happening fast, Mom and Dad. You better pay attention. Uh, we were just talking about this, Jake uh, and my, me, before the show. The reason the left is, seems to be and actually is winning the culture war in this country is because they control language. And what I don't think conservatives and Christians understand, Republicans certainly don't understand this, that who controls the language controls destiny. It's even bigger than controlling the public schools. If you can force people to think and speak the way you want them to, if you can control language, you will completely transform culture. And right now, all the language police are on the left. We start with the Cambridge Dictionary. This used to be a favorite dictionary for Scrabble players. That's, that's, that's what its famed, uh, uh, claim to fame is. It's a remarkable, used to be a remarkable Cambridge uh, dictionary that did what dictionaries are supposed to do, give you the correct definition of words, but they have caved. The Cambridge Dictionary changed the definitions of both man and woman to a definition only believed by a very small group of trans activists and their allies. Instead of the standard definition of man, it now includes, quote, an adult who lives and identifies as male, though they might not have been said to have a different sex at birth. This is followed by a couple of, ex of examples of the word being used in a sentence, like this one. Mark is a trans man, parentheses, equal a man who was said to be female when they were born. Complete nonsense, Jake. Utter nonsense. Duke, I got to tell you something. When I was reading this, by the way, you talked about I am a walrus. He got that from Lewis Carroll's mm -hmm. yes, Alice in Wonderland. Well, I, I'm reading this article. And I see a part that's talking about the destruction of the definition of words. And I have to read to you quickly here from uh, Alice in Wonderland. Humpty Dumpty says this. When I use a word Humpty Dumpty said in rather a scornful tone, it means just what I choose it to mean, neither more nor less. The question, said Alice, whether you can make words mean different things. The question is, says Humpty Dumpty, which is to be master, that's all. And that's the key. These postmodern uh, neo-Marxists, they are the masters of the destruction of language. You know, I've said to you about Todd Gitlin, you know, former professor at Columbia University, uh, head of students for Democratic Society. He said, we've won the textbooks. They've won the dictionaries. And in essence, they're destroying the Judeo-Christian culture of the United States. They've not just won the textbooks and the li they've won the libraries. The, particularly the university and the camp, the public school libraries. They have won the newsprint. They have won uh, what goes on in many of our churches. It's st stunning how many Christian churches talk the talk of social justice. And, you know, this was the thing. We've talked about this before, Jake. The left and the, the socialist left was never going to take over. They're never going to win by 
opposing Christianity. That was not going to happen. What they had to do is co-opt it, right? And yeah. so they co-opted it linguistically in the 50s and the 60s with the uh, liberation theology movement. They made the mass and the Bible itself, the gospels, uh, say something that never did say. It, it turned the gospels, it turned Jesus into a Che Guevara, you got your shirt on, right? <laughs> yeah. A Che Guevara. Commies, uh, aren't, commies aren't cool. Commies aren't cool with a little red <laughs> yep, X, yep, X, yep. X right through here? the face cool. of Che Guevara. But they won that battle in the 50s and 60s by making Jesus into a, 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 a combat-booted, camouflage-wearing, socialist thug and wannabe, yep. right? Uh, that, that moment has passed, but now you see the fruits of this. Uh, we talk about language here, and Mike's got some graphics to show you. Go ahead and put them up again, Mike. Here's a, what you're seeing today. There's a picture of a guy, oh, a, a dreaded white guy. See, dreaded white males are okay if they don't really identify necessarily as males, <laughs> but adult human male being, right? A young, tall man, a man, men and women, all right? And then you get these arguments, and I gave you, I read you that one, the bottom there. Mark is a trans man. That doesn't make any sense which equals a man who was said, what does that mean, who was said to be female? Who said that? I mean, you, the doctor. No, notice biology is not there. You're not a man because you're born with uh, a tw twig and berries, as the English would say. You're a man because somebody said you were. Well, a doc did, right? Exactly. A baby comes into the world and That's the doc right. says, it's a boy. Right, and that, and that now is a, a, a hate crime against gender, alternatively gendered people. So this equals a man who was said to be female when they were born. Their doctor encouraged them to live as a man for a while before undergoing surgical transition. And we also know by cutting things off, you are not recreating a man into a woman. You're just mutilating a man. This is Frankensteinianism. Yes, is it what is. That is. Hey, at least Frankenstein went for the brain, right? <laughs> These guys, they're obsessed with your junk. I mean, I could see trying to take a brain and, and reanimating a body, but th this scru scru dangerously scrutinous emphasis on what's between one's legs is completely what defa de defines the progressive left Duke, on these issues. And, and the sad thing about this is, is when you think of this grooming, how it is actually capturing the hearts of our young people to where they're actually deforming their bodies. This, this social phenomena, this is not a biological science. The influence of the culture in society has caused these young people to buy this poisonous venom, this poisonous lies of these leftists to cause children to want to mutilate themselves. And it's amazing. The same, think about the progressive left for a moment. These are the clowns who absolutely categorically won't let your kids near a cigarette. I'm watching TV the other day, right? Every single cable show now and, and mainstream show has warnings. I was watching Frasier. You can't get more nerdy than Frasier from the 90s. Now, every episode of Frasier has now warning, unsafe because of alcohol and sexual, not sex, yeah. sexual innuendo. Yeah. So now you're warning parents and kids about that. But when it comes to eight and nine and 10 and 12 year olds taking pu puberty blockers and getting their breasts hacked off, suddenly the left is completely willing to empower kids. And if you and I pull back that horrible curtain of what's going on, you and I are called fascists. That's exactly Nazis. right. Again, the same left who wants everything warning, warning labels on everything. We gotta keep our kids. Now what, gas ovens are gonna kill us all? 
everything is dangerous except a doctor with a scalpel hovering between your legs about to cut off things, right? Now that, if you're 13 years old, you have, you're perfectly in your right adult mind to ask for that. And heaven help you if you're a, do- a mom and dad of that kid who interposes himself between that mutilating doctor and your child. This is brave new world on steroids. Not much, but it ain't brave. Well, no, right? okay, fair enough. Yeah, that's what you happens. You deal with the doc, and he's picking on the one word I use. Words. Brave. That's who, just Huxley's word. Who controls words <laughs> is the master of all, right? Fair enough. Fair and, enough. and Humpty Dumpty was, Dumpty was exactly right. It does matter how we define words. It does matter who defines them. Because whoever gets to win that battle, they become the master of all things. Well, it's two plus two equals five. Think about for a moment. It's talking about words and the misuse of words, words in, in institutional books like the Cambridge Dictionary. It is interesting when you read, you, you're a teacher and you've, you've been a professor as well as I am, and you've read what the left writes. It's all gobbledygook. It's word salad. It's these um, five, five syllable words, right? You got an example of that? Oh, right here. Yeah, read, read uh, take, yeah. Open P- up. Pedagogy of oppressed, Duke. I, I will bore your audience. Just but randomly it, pick it, a passage. Okay. Of all the actions of the dominant class manifest its needs to divide in order to facilitate preservation of the oppressor state, its interference in the unions favoring certain representatives of the dominant classes. I read this. I make myself read this stuff. But this is discombobulated gobbledygook. It's claptrap. You can't get published in a university without using that garbage now. Sesquipedalian words, right? Uh, These... these, uh, What is that word? (laughs) Multiply, unnecessarily multiple syllabic, syllabic words. Right? Is that like Just, supercalifragilistic? Yes, right. Using big words because, you know, if you <laughs> used words that people understand, everybody knew would know you're full of it. Now contrast that. You've read a lot of Marxist dialectic. I have. You've read a lot of to- to- Terry, Tony, uh, Terry Eagleton and the, the progressive left Marxists in universities. And you know the funny thing about them? It's like I said, they're impenetrable. You could read a sentence and not n- understand what it means. I know that we have these um, this gibberish uh, computers where you you type in a tub, you type in a subject and they throw words randomly together. We've even had professors do completely made up word salads. James James Lindsay James Lindsay James and Lindsay. send them in yes. and got them published and they got yes. Now compare that the, the the more outrageously left the ideology, the more impossible to read it. Now cont- cont- uh, contrast that with the speaking of Christ. Now, nobody had a more universally important message than Christ, but think about it. Christ spoke in a way using bread and stone and mustard seeds and air and water and wine. When he came to give that revolutionary, much more revolutionary than socialism, when he came to give that revolutionary message of his life and his sacrifice, he spoke in terms that somebody who never ever read a book could understand, that children as young as seven or eight or six could understand. Think about the power of Christ's message. And not only was it not garbled, it was not for the, the it, it, he wasn't speaking to the Pharisees and all of their neologisms. You, you know, I'm writing a book called The Walk War right. on the Living Word. In the beginning it was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. You are profoundly onto something here. I mean, seriously, because they are really at war with the, with the teachings of Christ, the words of Christ, the context of Christ. The Judeo-Christian worldview is predicated upon a presuppositional biblical worldview, and these leftists, these postmodern leftists, are out to destroy that reality. 
we have talked about the Cambridge definition of man. Shall we take a look? Because maybe we can send this dictionary to Katanji Brown uh, at the Supreme Court. Maybe she can learn from the dictionary. Take a look at how the Cambridge Dictionary defines woman. And now that's much better. It's an African-American woman. Uh, I mean, we were uh, watching that white guy picture was really just giving us the vapors, right? So what is officially Matt Walsh a woman? According to the Cambridge Dictionary, it is, she is an adult female human being. And some examples, she's a really nice woman. A woman and two men were arrested the other day. Women first got the vote and she is Ireland's first woman president. But we also see an adult who lives and identifies as female, though they may have been said to have a different sex at birth. So a woman is pretty much anybody who chooses to be one, and it's the lie of biology and childbirth that has to be overcome. And Those doctors, that biology, that's the problem oppressing and everybody. And Christians and conservatives and classic liberals are called anti-science, anti-biology. Yep. Okay. Yes, we are. Yeah. Give me a break. Cambridge Dictionary, according to the article here from Red State, has effectively renounced itself as an authority on defining words. I would say so. Making websites like Urban Dictionaries, which are just made up slang words, more useful than an actual academic Dictionary, and that's right. You could hop onto these slang dictionaries, it's all made up, or hip hop, yeah, uh, d online dictionaries, made up words that African American rappers use to sound hip, uh, and and they, they they rhyme them in their songs. That those those made up words actually contain more real, legitimate truth than. The rags found, like the Cambridge Duke, dictionary. the founding fathers of Cambridge universities of a thousand years ago are rolling in their graves with what's happened to the great legacy, Christian legacy of Cambridge University. Well, now those men were all perpetrating evil, right? Yeah, we know they that. Were, they were white Europeans. Exactly. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, one of the things that separates us from animals is our ability to use language in a written sense. Animals don't know how to do that. They can't do that, generally speaking. And so because of that, that's one of the things that makes us most human. That's one of the great achievements. You, in fact, you could argue it's up there with all the greatest of achievements of humankind. The idea that we were able to take sound, instinctive animalistic sound, and to harness it in the name of written word, the written word. I mean, everybody talks about what a revolution was when Gutenberg created the printing press, but the printing press, as important as it was, is not more important than that great leap forward where we were able to trans speech into writing. And now those very same words, like you said, in, in the words of Humpty Dumpty, are being emptied out of their meanings so that people can be controlled and manipulated. And when, and when uh, people like Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln talk about, and Martin Luther King talk about the magnificent words of the Declaration of Independence or the Constitutional Republic under God, that's why postmodernism wants to destroy the normal use of language in its historical context. And sadly, again, we repeat what we said at the beginning of this, Mom and Dad, they are winning. You have to take back the control of language in your house. Your kids are at school, but they're at home more than, if you're lucky, they're home more than they're at school. You've got to deprogram them. You've got to ask them, what are you learning? What words are you learning? How are you being made to speak about people and about events and about history? And then correct that. Because if you allow the left to erase what we know to be standard definitions of words, they will stop, start in very short order erasing you. 
to the point we have yet another story. Sorry, Jake, I'd like you to comment on. The CDC, the Center for Disease Control, which I thought used to be prior to COVID, I thought their main focus was public health. We now know uh, that all through the, the period of COVID, they were much more interested in propagating scientific mythology to control people. All right, we know that's true. Here now you have a story. The Center for Disease Control urges teachers to change their terminology to avoid gendered language. So the CDC, which has nothing to do with this, is now telling as medical professionals that teachers must stop using he and she pronouns. You can't say boyfriend or girlfriend? No, you can't. Nope, mom and dad, all that stuff now. And so again, there's about as much authority for the CDC to doing this as they had when they told us we, we could go protest Black Lives Matter, but we couldn't go to church because, you know, COVID. Duke, it's not a coincidence that the head of the World Health Organization is a Marxist mm -hmm. and it actually profoundly influenced the CDC. Like you said, they're supposed to be dealing with health. But this is where uh, the, this, this woke ideology, the anything goesism ideology has permeated all aspects of American society, American institutions. Yeah, if you go back to the slides, we've got the story, at least you've got this, right? Uh, some examples of terminology that success uh, is the kind of thing you want to say, right, is accepted. Quote, I use neutral terms, e.g. partner, instead of boyfriend or girlfriend, to describe a student's romantic relationship instead of making assumptions. How about this? Again, assuming that man actually means man. Boy actually means boy. We can't have that. How about this one? I use inclusive terminology, e.g. using individuals' chosen names and pronouns, not assuming genders of individuals' friends, family members, or romantic partners, in conversations with students, peers, and community members. And finally, I use chosen names in all school environments, including abbreviations and pronouns, e.g. Jim versus James, Natalie, she, her, versus Nathan, he, him. This, this is so so self-congratulatory, right? Uh, as if this has something at all to do with the business of the CDC. Well, I suppose, as you pointed out, the CDC and the World Health Organization, these are less now watchdogs against virulence and disease and pestilence. They are now sociologically left-wing organizations who are trying to mold and shape people in the future progressive ways of socialism. It's a Weltanschauung, you're mm -hmm. absolutely right. right. It's a worldview. Uh, and sadly, it is really destroying any sanity in the world of science. Well, of course, that's the point. I made this point in class just today. We've got, and I made this point many times, actually, you've got man and woman, the actual construct, male and female. It's called a construct. It's not true anymore. Man and woman, male and female, were being told again by the experts, whether it's the CDC or the Cambridge Dictionary or it's your local university, we're being told that male and female are social constructs that were invented largely by white men in the 18th century. Seriously, one major scientific journal made this argument that prior to the 18th century, there was no such thing as male and female, that nobody really believed that, and that white males invented man and woman in the 18th century. And guess why they did it, Jake? No, to what? oppress black minorities and women. And that's Blacks, why, yeah. 
That's why when they went over, remember when Matt Walsh went over yes. to Africa and the African <laughs> tribe, they were, they were laughing. Yeah. They were dumbfounded by what's happening in these woke institutions in America. Yeah, and so here you've got a situation where what is true, man and woman, is now considered a construct. But then you got, what is it? What's the latest number, 174 genders? Oh, I was just going to say that, it, look, I've been around a while teaching. When it started out, it, it was like about 20, and, and Facebook had it up to 37, and then New York City, I think, had it where at 53 and then the BBC there's a clip of a of a teacher saying there's over 101 mm -hmm. uh, and I'm behind because you said now there's a hundred and what the last number I heard was 174 if we take it to its logical conclusion it's gonna be like from here uh, into eternity let right? me finish that let me punctuate that <laughs> yeah. statement if we take this to its logical conclusion there is a different gender for every human being who's ever lived right that's Let's, right. In fact, what if we call each other? So my gender is Duke. Yours is Jake. Right. So every and of course, mine this, is your majesty. Yes. You call me. Call me Mr. Tibbs. Uh, but Eddie, just don't call me Zero Zim. So, yes, this is the problem that we have. If you really want to take think of what think about what they're telling you, they're telling you pretty much the left is telling you gender is whatever you say it is. And there are genders like the so-called mirror gender. You know what that is, Jake? No. Mirror gender is when mirror, your gender ch changes based on whoever you're talking about. Mirror, mirror on the yep. wall, who am I today? So if I'm talking to you, all of a sudden I'm a man. If yeah. I'm talking to my wife, suddenly I'm a woman. <laughs> Seriously, how about vapor? How about vapor? Gender. You hear that one? Okay, wait, wait a minute. That All right, is, wait. That I, is, you were smoking something before you came into this studio. That's a gender. <laughs> vapor gender. It's when your your gender vape, it vaporizes and, and, and comes and goes, right? Like steam and mist. You could quite literally have seven, eight billion, how many people are on the earth? Those are the genders. All right, Duke, we should do some TikTok. Maybe one of your shows where you show some of this bizarre stuff where the TikTokers oh, yeah. do I got a whole list of, of them. All right. They're All right. on. Maybe that will bring that in next week because yeah. it's stunning. And, and they don't even make sense. I mean, the, everything is completely arbitrary. It's, what this is, J Jake, and I, and I think that those of you who've had some philosophy classes will understand this. This is the triumph of subjectivity over objectivity. What is evil in our country now, in our culture, in Western culture, yeah. is the objective. Very well said. When something is objective, and, the, and my God, that applies mostly to science, doesn't it? Yes. When something is objective, empirical, something that is factual from a scientific perspective, the response is that science, because of that, because of facts, because of proof and evidence, because of empiricism, and because science aims at objectivity, not subjectivity, objectivity by definition is not inclusive. So, it does not include that which you call it false. So if you say there are men and women biologically, you are discriminating objectively against the subjective genders of people who've lost their mind. So it's a destruction, it's an attempt to destroy a belief in absolute truth. truth. And, and you know you can answer this on a dime. What is the greatest absolute truth of all that they're dis dis dismantling? The, the great Lord you Jehovah, the God it. of Abraham, Isaac, and That's Jacob. Right. And, and don't, be, don't misunderstand, Mom and Dad. Before you could get rid of gender, before you could eradicate biology, before you could make moms and dads go away, before you could do what they're doing now, they first had to unmoor God as an objective thing. The idea, because if God exists, my friends, 
then there is objective truth and there are lies. But if there is no God, the postmoderns have been saying for 50 anything years. Anything goes. Anything goes. What did Dostoevsky say? If there is no God. All things are permissible. And he said that. And he also said in Demons, if there is no God, I am God. Right? That's what we're living through here in the year 2023. And it's just going to get worse because now that that particular object, objectivity, uh, po po quotient God himself has been removed. We, this start, we all laugh when they did this to the humanities. Now they're doing it to the hard sciences, which no longer have authority. Their very authority in truth is what makes them oppressive and, how, why, and why we ultimately have to undermine them. And that that's the final word, Jake, and that's going to wrap up this show. If you have any questions, comments, or you want to support any aspect of what we're doing by buying some sweet, sweet sag, maybe we can get some of those shirts that uh, Jake's wearing with the, <laughs> yes, the big right. red line through Gummies, Che Guevara. aren't cool. Amen. You just uh, go to drdukeshow.com. Please do that for all of us at The Dr. Duke Show. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time, comrades. Ciao.